Well, good morning. I am so glad that you're all here this morning. Please join me as we sing the doxology together, which is 549 in the Red Hymnal. The doxology, number 549 in the Red Hymnal. number 715. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Where can I go to escape? Where can I hide from your presence? If I climb to the skies, you are there. If I lie down in hell, there also. Could I flee on the wings of the dawn and camp far beyond the ocean? Even there your presence will follow. Your strong arm would grasp me. If I say, let the darkness enshroud me, let the daylight around me be night, I find that the dark cannot daunt you, that night seems as bright as the day, and the darkness like light. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 389. Just as I am without one plea, number 389.
go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have given us this wonderful opportunity to come and worship you here this morning in this chapel. God, we do not take this opportunity for granted. Because, Lord, each time we come and worship you, you give us the opportunity to find something unique about ourselves that you need us to work on. And, God, I would ask that you would give us the vision and the light to see the different things that we need to work in in our lives so we can draw closer to you in the relationship that we have. But God, not only that, that we can draw closer to the people who love and care for us, and that others may see your light in us, that they may come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior as well. And Lord, with our other needs and requests, we come before you, and Lord, we think of family members and of friends, some patients throughout this medical center, of the staff that is working here today, and of the family that will be visiting. Lord, we lift them up to you. And God, in the same way, we'd ask that somehow that they would be able to connect to you through acts of worship in their daily lives, as we ask for that as well. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 458, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. Shadows on me. 
found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, beginning with verse 18. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble, and by it defiling many. And make sure there isn't any immoral or irreverent person like Esau who sold his birthright in exchange for one meal. For you know that later, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected because he didn't find any opportunity for repentance, though he sought it with tears. Let us pray. A gracious God, We are just so thankful that you remind us how much you want us to be at peace with everyone and that you want us to walk in holiness because it brings honor and glory to you. And Lord, when we live in peace and when we practice holiness, God, we are worshiping you. And Lord, we are so thankful that you've reminded us of that, that that's how you want us to be. Help me, God, to convey that message to all this morning. In Christ's name, amen. Well, I had an interesting week. I was back in northern Kentucky at my church's conference, and that's why I wasn't here last Sunday. And it was an interesting conference, and I'm not even going to talk to you about that, but I am going to talk to you about something that part of my family experienced when they were there. They had the privilege to go to see some of the summer workouts for two professional football teams in that area. And what was interesting about that is I had the opportunity to see one of their scrimmages taking place at one of their fields, and I saw the effort that was being made in terms of the practice and all the different plays that they were trying to run, the special teams, the kickoff, the receiving, they were all doing it at various fields. And the fact that they were making the effort that they needed to do that so they could be ready for the start of the season. They were putting forth a tremendous effort to get ready to play in the actual game. And as we have read this morning, we've talked about peace and we talked about holiness. And I think what's important is to understand that the way that we get there is through the practice of our faith. The practice of our faith. We have to make an effort in our faith as we walk with God each day. Because we want to be able to, if you will, win the game of life that we are in. And we don't do that unless we practice our time with God. 
And if we truly want to win the game within our lives, I think all of us would agree that when we have peace with everyone, when we have a sense of holiness, when we have a sense of completeness, that we have won the game. And I think it's important to realize that as I saw the one team play, the unity that they were trying to display as one team. The unity in terms of who they were as players and the coaches. And I think when we think about our own life with God, there is a sense sometimes that we forget that we are part of a greater team. That we forget that we are part of a greater community. Think about your own personal life. If I could ask you a question about what are four events that you could point to that were game changers in your life, I would guess, and I would make an educated guess, that one of those game changing events in your life is when you felt that you needed to be belonging in a sense of community somewhere, somehow, and that you made the changes in your life because you wanted to have a sense of community. You wanted to belong with other people. And all of us have that desire. I know I have that desire to be part of a community that is greater than myself. And in the same way, we enter into that when we exhibit the faith that God wants us to have. When we make the effort to walk with God. And when we do so, we have that sense of peace, do we not? You know that when you are doing your best and it's not perfect, you're trying to make those attempts to walk with God. You're trying to be able to identify those things in life that you can just see the presence of God in and you feel at peace. There's a sense of understanding. There's a sense of communion that you have in your faith. There's a sense of community that you belong to something that is greater than yourself. And that community is there to help you to walk by your side, to be there when we have different challenges and hardships that take place in our lives. But it requires us to make an effort. It requires us to go out there and play in the game of life. I know that there is a tendency that sometimes when life has hurt us, when life has given us problems, that we want to walk away from life, that we want to isolate ourselves that we want to live a life in which the term lone wolf comes into play, when we are better off making our own decisions by ourselves and we really don't want to be involved with anyone else. But I don't think we find that sense of peace that we are looking for when we do that. I don't think we find that sense of holiness and completeness when we act like the lone wolf. 
because we are not connected with the greater community of God. We are missing out on the fact that we can have a greater strength. And is there a vulnerability there? Yes. Are you risking potential hurt and rejection when you try to enter in and to be part of a community that people may not accept you for who you are? If you don't want to have that sense of hurt, that sense of frustration, that sense of rejection and not belonging. I would say to you that it is worth the effort because the gains that you can potentially receive from being a part of the community is greater than when you try to walk your daily life by yourself. And I must admit that there are times that I prefer my own companionship over others. And that's okay. Once in a while, depending upon our personality types, we need to walk away and be by ourselves, to restore ourselves, to contemplate, to think about the different things that are taking place in our lives. But that doesn't mean that we walk away from community all of the time. That doesn't mean that we walk away from our friends and our families all the time. We need to be re-engaged on a regular basis to draw that strength that we need to have to help our faith to become stronger, to help in our own daily lives the effort that God wants us to put forth so we truly can live at peace, so we truly can be holy. And when we are in the groove, when we are in the zone. In fact, as I watched one of the teams play and their starting quarterback was playing, he was in the zone. He never missed a throw. And in the same way, when we walk with God in faith, we have that opportunity to be in the zone with God. To understand in our unique relationship that each of us have with God that we have the Holy Spirit with us. And it gives us the opportunity to express in wonder the different things that we see in our lives. Not just when things are going well, but when things are not going well. It gives us the opportunity with wonder to see the presence of God in our lives. The wonder of the things that we see, the wonder of the relationships, the wonder of the faith that God wants us to have, the wonder of God's love for each and every one of us through His Son, Jesus Christ. I hope this morning that you do not feel obscure or insignificant because you are part of God's creation. You are part of that wonder and amazement that God wants you to express in that relationship with Him through the power of the Spirit in your life to understand that maybe others think you're obscure and insignificant, but God does not. Regardless from the world's perspective, how popular a certain person may be, 
in terms of maybe their power or their wealth or their talent, God sees them no differently than he sees you this morning. God measures people differently than the world does. And how God measures us individually as part of his creation is whether we are making the effort to pursue those things that honor God. And when we pursue those things that honor God, we have that sense of peace. That peace that we are looking for. That peace that only comes when we understand God's grace to its fullness. The grace of His forgiveness for us. The grace that gives us the opportunity again and again and again to get it right. An opportunity for us to practice our faith again and again and again until we get it right. And it is with wonder and amazement that when we finally get it right, we say, Ah, God, that's what you meant all the time. Now I can truly see what you're talking about. I can truly see the peace that you want me to have. I can truly see the holiness that you want me to have. And I truly see that my life is not obscure or insignificant because, God, I am walking with you each day. Each day in your presence. And I see how you want me to be. I see how you want me to live. I see in your grace for me and your mercy for me how you want me to show that to others, to display that to others. That in the same way that you have blessed me, God, through the power of your love and spirit and grace, that you want me to give the same blessings to others. And then we see as we walk with God that we have that sense of righteousness, not self-righteousness, but the righteousness that accompanies holiness the righteousness in terms of just doing the right things in our lives because that's what God wants us to do. And then we see as we walk with God that within our own lives things just seem to be getting better. Not by the measuring stick of the world but by the measuring stick that God has for each and every one of us. The understanding that if we make the right decisions, we can live for God and God blesses us. But then there's also a warning here to us. Be careful to shortchange yourself in life. Be careful to take the easy way. And if you're familiar with what Esau did, He sold his birthright for some food, for a stew. Looking for the easy way out, not wanting to make the effort. Looking for others to somehow make those decisions for us. Looking for others to somehow take care of all of those things that God wants us to take care of 
on our own. And God wants us to see that as we make decisions and choices to be careful in all things, you make the right decisions and the right choices based on how you live your life in peace and in holiness. Because there are times in people's lives when they can no longer come to grace with God, even though, as the Word of God says here this morning to us, we shed tears and we want repentance and we want to embrace it. There's a warning there for us. There's a warning for us to make sure that when we are fellowshipping with others, when we're looking for that greater community to be a part of, that it does not contain a community of people that are immoral or irreverent towards God. We don't want to associate people with people like that. Because they are a bunch of Esau's. They are willing to sell their birthright for an easy way out of a situation. They are not connected with God. They do not make the effort. They live by what the world says you should live by. They don't see the relationship that they can have with God. They're not looking into light. They're looking into darkness. So don't go there. Don't go there. Because you always want to be able to embrace that grace that God has for you. And that willingness to do those things that God wants you to do. The willingness to step out in faith. And if you are not associating with people that are not willing to do that, then they truly are a bunch of Esau's. Because they have sold God short. They have sold God from the standpoint as they saw what they had right before them and they did not want to take that extra step and go further. They gave up right there. Do you know of people like that? That they're always trying to take the easy way out. They're always trying to cut corners. They're always trying to, I call it being spiritually lazy. They're not willing to make the effort to go beyond what they can see in their walk with God. God wants us to go beyond that. God wants us to go beyond that and to see the promises that He has given us and the willingness and our desire to serve Him. And then we see as we began this morning talking about worship, that as we make the effort, and all of you have made the effort and the expression of your faith to worship God. And that really does build up your own individual peace with God. It gives you an opportunity to express to God your relationship with Him and that you truly do want to be holy. You truly want to do things right. You truly want to honor God. You truly want to be part of a community. 
And that community gives you that sense of the greater good. And as we worship and as we are making the effort to know God, we see God in a different way. We see how God's grace is to be used in our lives. It is not to be abused. It is not to be taken advantage of. Well, God, you say that you forgive me. My sins are far as from the east as from the west, and therefore I can act and behave any way I want because your grace... No, no, no. On the contrary, God's grace reminds us that as we walk with God, we need to live a disciplined life. A disciplined life in terms of a desire to walk with God in all things to do things right in all things. And as we do those things, we see as we are motivated that everything becomes an act of worship. The exchanges that we have with each other, the meals that we share with others, the conversations that we have, becomes an act of worship. Because you want to honor God in all things. Because when we do that, we have that peace with everyone. And then we see that our holiness is something that just comes naturally because we want to do those things that God wants us to do. We see that in everything that we have, that our faith, as we put forth the effort, we see God beginning to change things. Our attitudes begin to change. We see things in a different light. And then we just become more at peace. Our life becomes more holy, not because of anything that we have done, but because of the power of God that is working in our lives. And then we see it. We see the reward that God gives us. We see that we can win the game of life. That we can have those daily victories by expressing our lives through faith, through the way God wants it to be. And then when we do cry to God, it's just out of that undeserving love that we sense from the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That He's there to help us to overcome the challenges, to overcome the struggles, to overcome the things within our lives that we know that we're doing are wrong so that we can find that place where God wants us to be. And we have that peace. That's the effort that God wants us to have, to put forth. The understanding that if we have received God's grace not because of anything that we have done, but just because of God's love. And in the same way, we pass on that grace to others, not because of anything that other people have done for us, but just because God wants us to display that grace and that love to others in the same way that God has expressed it to us. So it is my hope and prayer that as we go out this day that we look for the peace that God wants us to have. That we make the effort in faith to have the holiness 
that God wants us to have. Because your life is not obscure. Your life is not insignificant. Because God loves you. And he has expressed that love through his son, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins and for my sins, that shed the blood of the cross so that we can embrace that promise that he has given each and every one of us, that we are part of his creation, and that we are part of his plan into eternity. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare your hearts this morning because God wants us to publicly be a testimony to Him and that commitment that we've made by knowing Christ as our personal Savior. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we have just been so enriched by the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for reminding us how much you love us, how much you care for us. How much, God, that you want us to walk with you in all things. And Lord, we confess those things. There are no Esau's here. All of us, God, are under your grace. And God, if we've made mistakes, if we've done stupid things, Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. And Lord, we want to change, we want to repent, we want to make things better in our lives. We want to love you better more and more. We want to love others better and more and more. And God, just help us to do that. Thank you, God, for this opportunity that we can do this. In Christ's name, amen.
I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 485, Take My Life and Let It Be, number 485. for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. 
Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 